Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and today I'm with Dan and Joe. Hello. What up, Oos? Hello, How, are we How are we? Good. Yeah, ready to go. We're actually recording on a weekend on a Saturday morning, which is a bit unprecedented. It's a so. strange one. Have we done but this before? No, Ever. no, I think... I think we've done a morning once, but not on a Saturday. You know, usually I'm waking up watching Saturday Kitchen, watching James Martin burn some pancakes. But no, I wake up early watching Smackdown and ready for the rugby later. Fantastic. I've been at the hospital with my son this morning. He's all OK. But we watched Alan Titchmarsh's weekend, whatever it's called, in the hospital waiting room. So that was very Ooh, exciting. What was, yes. he, what was he growing today? Was he growing he, sunflowers? He wasn't. He was talking to... Oh, they were showing pictures of that people had sent in of lovely animals and Ugh. fields and forest skyline. Yeah, all that type of was stuff. There any, was there any bad bunnies on there? There wasn't. Uh, thankfully, there wasn't at last weekend's Royal Rumble as well, because that would have been a big letdown. But yes, we're, we're here this week to... Well, because it's a bit different, because we're recording on a Saturday morning, and I'm going to very much, not long after recording today, edit and get the podcast out for everybody... Oh today so um yes you'll all be listening to this from saturday onwards we have as a, a slight change got a bit of a different format because not only have we seen the rumble from last week and we've seen raw from monday but we've actually seen or know about what happened last night at the time of recordings friday night smackdown so we're fully armed we've got all the ammunition the only thing that we are missing of course is jamie who isn't with us this week because the the slight change of plans, which were changed of plans two or three days ago, um, of recording on a Saturday morning, has obviously thrown his body clock because he's still asleep, I assume. He's not responding to any calls or any messages. He was last online eight or nine hours ago. He's asleep. So he may or may not join us, but not not to worry. Um, we've got the resident WWE experts in, in respect of Dan and Joe anyway, particularly for the Royal Rumble. So... Before we get into the actual event itself and breaking down the matches and seeing how we got on with our predictions like we normally do, just give me your overall thoughts on the actual event, Dan. Yeah, it was good. I mean, we had a bit more of an atmosphere um, before the, the event. We went to the pub and I must have heard Judas on every single jukebox in every single pub of Newport. Um, but no, the event itself was really good. I thought that the fact that they started with Naomi um, as number two, you know, they had lots of... Um, the women's rumble was much better than the, the men's rumble. I know we'll break it down in a little bit. But overall, I actually really enjoyed it. It had a lot more energy than last year. I think, you know, we, we had like, was it last year the one where Shane McMahon booked himself and we had Bad Bunny? Was that the last year's one? Or was that it the was year either before? last year or the year before, but I remember yeah. like, last year was just a bit predictable in regards to Cody Rhodes and um, who else won that? Is it Becky? Who was you won last yeah. year? Um, it was. Was it Ronda Rousey or something no, like Rhea, that? No, really Ripley, of course it was in Ronda Rousey. She went yeah. number one, didn't she? It was that predictable, I can't remember. But sorry, yeah, carry on. But yeah, Gunther, Gunther as well, didn't they, in the last one? But yeah, Gunther did well, he did a half hour. I think they're doing a lot more of these marathon sessions, people being in there for long and trying to set records, which they've got great cardio, so I don't see why not, you know, break those records. We can't keep going, well, Rey Mysterio was in the match in 2006 and he set the record. Now it's nice we're going, oh, well... They've set a new record. Oh, and like Naomi set a new record in the women's and then Bailey broke it. So we're like, oh, well, who's going to, but neither of us, none of us picked that in our predictions for who was going to be the iron woman in that match. But it was good. I think the two matches in the middle, I loved the finish to the US match and the WWE um, title match. That was just like spot fest, but I enjoyed it. 
I think keeping it four matches, it kind of worked with it. It was a nice flow. Overall, loved it. Absolutely enjoyed that show. Um, it makes me look forward to WrestleMania and even like Raw and SmackDown make me look forward to WrestleMania even more now, I think. Lovely. And of course, Joe, you had a, a few technical difficulties you did when you went to go and watch the Rumble at the oh. uh, pub, did you not? Yeah, it was awful. Um, they 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 were trying to buy the uh, premium live event from TNT box office or Sky Sports, it used to be called. And um, for whatever reason, the box wasn't working in the in the sports bar we were in. So they so when it came to one o'clock in the morning and we were all trying to watch it, it wasn't working. So they were the venue were on the phone to TNT to try and get it sorted. So we literally all got everyone in that room. Was had the network anyway, so we all just got our phones out where we were watching it on our phones. And for whatever reason, this was the explanation we were given that TNT they had bought it, but TNT hadn't upgraded their box or something, or they hadn't sent it to the Oh, that old bar. story. So, um, somebody in the room had to sign in with their WWE network, and then we streamed it off somebody's WWE network on the big screen, like um, a telecast kind of thing, like just. Um, why didn't they just do that to start with? Because I'm, I'm assuming you got, I know you watched it on your phone, but as far as it being on the big screen, I, that was more or less the entire Women's Rumble gone, was it not? So why yeah, did yeah. they not just have the bright spark of going, OK, I know, I understand they've paid for it, so they kind of want the service. That it's they licensing for. issues, isn't it? Like if you're a public yeah. establishment, you have to. But, you know, they, they managed to get it on there. And I spoke to people who stayed there right until 5 hour 5 and watched it. They had a great time, but. You know, at that point, we were like, well, if we uh, we can grab some food and we can get home and we can catch the second match. We got home, you know, with Roman Reigns' entrance takes 45 minutes on its own. So <laughs> oh, yeah. we managed to get back. Um, but great atmosphere. Like I said, I heard Judas about 67 times. Heard CM Punk's team, I don't know how many times as well. Had a couple of games of Paul. Um, yeah, it was, it was good banter, good bit of fun. Um, but it makes me think that like WrestleMania, especially being over two nights, you know, I love these watch parties going to Hooked on Wrestling and, um, I know Attack do shows in Walkabout where you have wrestling beforehand and they show WrestleMania afterwards. But I'm getting to a stage now with my age. Yeah, I don't mind watching it with me. It's like if it's like, for example, uh, Perth uh, Elimination Chamber, it's on at 10 a.m. on a Saturday in a couple of weeks. Yeah, of course, that's going to be great to watch. We can watch it live. I'd much rather watch it at home. It's, it's what much it, easier, what much is the date for Elimination Chamber? It's not this coming. It's, oh, it's, it's the last 24. Saturday. Oh, there we go. Last we've got Saturday in February. Yeah, we've got a few weeks. Um, and they're already shaping it up now. I'm out next. I didn't think it was going to be next week because that was too quick, but I'm out next Saturday morning. So it's going to be like, bugger, better not be next Saturday morning. Well, no, that's, uh, that's fine. Well, it's Wales, Wales versus England next Saturday as well. England versus Wales in Twickenham. Away in the old um, Six Nations. Who have Wales got today? We've got uh, Scotland and Joe and I are pitch side. We're going to be there. You never know. You might see us singing uh, singing our Dione, singing our Welsh national anthem on well, TV. I'll- I'll be disappointed if we don't see you. I think I might, Joe, I might buy Joe a daffodil, Ed. You never know. <laughs> hey. oh, right. The rumble, <laughs> <laughs> the rumble itself then, like you said, four matches and we started off with the women's rumble. We'll have a very quick breakdown, just give our thoughts on the actual match itself. Everybody's seen it, so we won't bore everybody with it. Um, but we'll also have a look at our predictions as well and how we got on with it. Um, specifically... For entrant number one, Dan, you said also oh, we start Jamie Bianca Belair, Kari Sane for Joe, and I said um, I said Becky Lynch. It was Natalia. I'm thinking about it now, that makes complete sense. The old veteran Natalia. Yeah, you know she's warhorse, warhorse veteran. What would you say? We didn't even say warhorse. What would you say? Um, Something horse. Workhorse. Workhorse. Yeah, workhorse. Sea biscuit. 
the Brendan the Brendan Wright the Brendan White we, we walk course. Why was he not in the Rumble? Um, but yeah, she started it off. She did quite well. And her and the, and her and Naomi, you know, they got their total divas sort of thing. It actually makes sense. I mean, we kind of glossed over it a little bit. We had the rumors weeks ago that Naomi potentially was going back to WWE. Glad um, to see her back. Yeah, really glad to see her back. She was on SmackDown uh, this week, and she showed that she signed a contract with SmackDown. I think with the whole Bailey thing um, and the turn of damage Qatar all now, um, that actually works in favour. Maybe a Mercedes Money might, or Sasha Banks might be coming back. You know, you can see, I, I can see there being like a tag match of Sasha and Naomi. They never actually lost the tag titles. Each damage control at WrestleMania, that's a decent match. Um, and, you know, especially with Sasha's Japanese connections. But yeah, glad to see her back. I think it works really well. I enjoy her in TNA. Um, but yeah, great to see her back, I think. Lovely. Number three was the eventual winner, Bailey, which we'll get on to. But we'll jump to number five, Joe. Something that was rumoured about an hour or two before the event. But of course, still a massive surprise and a massive shock, regardless of any spoilers, because, you know, this doesn't happen all the time. Yes, you could argue um, Mickey James from a couple of years ago, but that was slightly different. She's a former WWE talent and only really just left a couple of months before and to go back to TNA and has always had connections. This, Joe, um, the the debut of TNA Knockout Champions Jordan Grace, big shock and surprise, but I feel um, looked really, really well in the Rumble, did really well, um, yeah. and came out looking arguably like a bigger superstar than she was before she went in it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Like, uh, It's nice to see WWE like, collaborating with outside sources. So I would like to see this more often, like, you know, people like, like you know, All Japan or obviously not AEW, but like the smaller promotions like CCW, like their biggest star, like gets a spot in the rumble. I, I would like to see that every year happening from now on. Um, and this was actually one of my predictions in the 2024 predictions of the year is that TNA and WWE are going to be working closer together. And I guess I was right in a way. Um, well, you actually predicted there'd be dream matches as well, Joe. So they were a little dream bit. Dream matches. Yeah. CM Punk. CM Punk versus Jordan Grace. Get it, <laughs> Big mama yeah. pump. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really good spot for her. Obviously, they, they mentioned TNA multiple times on a WWE product, which a couple of years ago would be unthinkable. And um, I believe she's been doing the rounds on the podcast networks, basically saying she wants to face Natalia and Ivy Nile, I believe. So that that that. might be the case. That might be the pipeline for the future. Yeah, let's see. And I think I think they were quite clever in the way that they um, brought her in for this one event, because you are right in regards to the fact that they mentioned TNA a lot. I know when Mickey James was in it two or three years ago, they only mentioned it really at the beginning when she came down and they called her the TNA women's champion. They purposely didn't say knockouts. This time they used the term knockouts. TNA was mentioned every other sentence for the first five minutes she was in the rumble. Um, did they mention the fact that she beat Naomi for the title? Yeah, yeah, the couple I times, think yeah. they did, exactly. So, yeah. you know... Like you say, that that would never have been heard of. The fact that not only are they, you know, bringing in outside talent and mentioning a different promotion, they're actually talking about the storylines of two wrestlers that are in this match as well. So that's really good. But I thought I thought that it was clever in respect to the fact that she had a very good showing. She was in the match for just short, well, just over 19 minutes, 19 minutes 10. So, you know, a lot longer than a lot of the talent that was in there. But she didn't get any eliminations. Now, you can understand that because at the same time, they probably thought, well, we don't want a 
wrestler that's not part of this company eliminating it, our talent from the match, which makes sense. But you didn't come out of that match thinking, oh, well, she was in the match, but she didn't do anything. She didn't eliminate anyone. And that to me, I don't know if it's any different for you guys, but I think she had such a strong showing that that didn't matter. Yeah, I think the KOD that she took, you know, that one of the viral moments from the women's match was the KOD to the apron for elimination. Um, I think you look at it, she has more of a stiffer style, but you think who came out as like one of the MVPs of that rumble. She showed and she put TNA on the map with that. Um, so I think it didn't harm the brand at all and actually gave them good exposure. Fantastic. Right. OK, so we had, uh, let's have a look. Asker in at seven, Bianca Belair, there was a big name at, at, at number 10, who, of course, um, lasted right till towards the end. Kari Sane at number 11. Just having a quick flick through here. My, one of my picks for most eliminations, Nia Jax at uh, oh. number number nineteen. My hole. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. Let's have a look. Um, I suppose we should really jump all the way to number twenty-seven and twenty. Well, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, and twenty-nine because we had three, uh, not technically debuts in in a sense, but returns, debuts, that type of thing. Not part of the main roster brands of Raw and SmackDown. We had Roxanne Perez down at 27, Jade Cargill officially debuting at 28, and uh, one of your favourites, I know, who I believe also signed to SmackDown last night alongside Naomi, um, NXT's Tiffany Stratton at number 29. It was indeed Tiffy time in the Rumble. Absolutely happy. I popped. I was the only one who popped at the pub when she came out. I was so happy. You know, the centre of the universe is finally on the main roster. Seeing Roxanne Perez, I mean, she's a great worker. She should be on the main roster as it is. Her character works a little bit rusty. I think that's why she's holding back a little bit. But the prodigy uh, went in there for the second year in a row. I thought Jade Cargill had absolute money. She set up so many matches, potential matches at Mania. You know, there's the Nia Jaxes, there's the Bianca Belairs. Whoever she faces at WrestleMania will be money. I think it may be Bianca Belair. Um, yeah, but, I think the oh, biggest pop was for her Bianca Bella when they did like the strong, they're like outstretching each other, like picking people up. Yeah, I loved it. I think it was they did it well. They saved the end. I kept saying like, where's our end? They said that all three brands are going to be represented, and they really held off on the NXT talent. But happy. Um, I thought Tiffany Stratton had a great show, and she was in the final four. Um, couldn't have been happier with the debuts, to be fair. And it was nice that they were near the end as well. Got us a bit more pumped. Lovely. Right. Well, of course. The overall winner after the returning Liv Morgan at number 30. We have to see Liv Morgan back, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a shame she had to leave, but I believe I, I believe she was injured. So um, it's nice to see her back. Like she was like when her last uh, run as a champion, um, she was like really starting to get over with the fans and like get really good support. And unfortunately, she did have quite a bad injury. So. It's nice to see you back. I don't know what the plans are for it, but, you know, we're looking forward to it. Lovely. And, of course, overall, the winner, Bailey. Now, we'll have a look at our predictions for the women's match in a moment and how we fared. But regardless of the fact that I think we all picked her, it was the right decision, Joe? Yeah, like, obviously, we'll talk about, like, the damage control storyline in a bit, like, and then turn it on it. That like it's been it's been building for months and months and months. And you know, there was rumours that that troll were going to possibly break up or that there was going to be like something going on with them. And then, you know, this you know the whole story of Bailey winning the Rumble and then what happened on Raw, and then what happened in SmackDown. You know, it's all this storytelling and like storylines have actually paid off to what we're going to get now at WrestleMania. 
you happy with the overall winner as well, Dan? Yeah, love it. I think it works really well. Uh, what happened on SmackDown worked good. You know, when you saw in the Rumble that Asuka came out, that wasn't part of the plan. Kyrie Sane came out, that wasn't part of the plan. And she botched a Spider-Man ring uh, apron spot as well. Um, yeah, it, it worked really well. You could see sort of the cracks form. And then, like, why are they in the match? Are they trying to sabotage it. Baby was trying to defend them all the time, but they weren't actually working to help her. Um, and then ultimately it went on for Bailey to pick up the win. But they were showing the champions backstage and EO did not look happy that she won. Um, I think it's really good. Um, you know, Bailey, although she thinks that she's got the all the locker room hating it, she does have some allies out there. Yeah, OK, Charlotte Flair's a little bit injured. Becky Lynch is going after Rhea on the other brand. But you do have Naomi. She's an ally. You've got potentially the return Sasha Banks, who also could be an ally as well. And there's some people in NXT, you know, she was one of the key names of NXT that potentially could look after, like a Roxanne Perez. Um, you know, there's pe- there are people that could be called up that could look after us. So I think it adds really interesting to the road of WrestleMania. We've got two months now, and it does picture some good storylines. And with the Kabuki Warriors having the tag titles as well, that only adds to the plethora of matches and stipulations that we can have on the road to WrestleMania. Fantastic. Right, let's have a look then at how we fared for our first predictions of the year now. As I already alluded to, everybody got uh, two points for the overall winner, which, of course, was was Bailey. Let's just have another quick look as well as who we picked for our second choices. Dan, Liv Morgan, Jamie J. Cargill, Joe, Alexa Bliss. Not even in the match, Joe. Not even in the match. Um, (laughs) And I went with Becky Lynch. Okay, so... We get two points, don't you worry. We all get two points for that. Uh, and this, number two, you know, my number two is actually the runner-up. So yes, fair, fair enough. Unfortunately, no points. You get nothing for a pair. Not in this game, as Brucey would have said. <laughs> um, entrant number one. Yep, we've already had, had a discussion on that. Italian, I was. Entrant number thirty. So uh, Jade Cargill for Dan, Alexa Bliss for Jamie, Bailey for Joe. Oh, look at this. Liv Morgan for Taryn. That'll do. A point for me. Right. <laughs> Surprise entrance. Dan, Tiffany Stratton. Would you like a point? There you go. Uh, Nikita Lyons, Fallon Henley. No, Trish Stratus, Jade Cargill and Mandy Rose. Oh, it's a shame we didn't see Mandy Rose. So a point for Jamie with Jade. Joe, point for you. Uh, two points for Joe. Because he uh, went with Jade and Liv Morgan. Oh. Um, and three points for me. Jade Cargill, Tiffany Stratton and Naomi. Just declare me the winner right now. Look at this. Honestly. <laughs> uh, most eliminations. Nia Jax, Dan. Becky Lynch, Jamie. Shayna Baszler, Joe. Nia Jax, Taryn. Let's have a look. Well, Bailey had seven eliminations. Nia Jax had eight. Nia Jax had eight. Now, oh, look, yet another point for me, but also a point for you as well, Dan. Well done. Oosh. Uh, longest time in the Rumble. Uh, Dan, Alba Fire. <laughs> Should lose points. Well, she was um, in the match, so I don't know why I'd lose points. <laughs> Bianca Bella um, for Jamie and Joe and Kari Singh for me. The longest time in the rumble was, of course, the overall winner at uh, one hour and three minutes. So no points. And shortest time in the rumble, Dan, Maxine Dupree. In fact, three of you went with Maxine Dupree and I went with Valhalla. Now, 
Who was it? It was Valhalla. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's almost like I booked the event. <laughs> right, let's have a, uh, a point for that. Lovely. I tend to agree with you. However, in respect that even though we will get onto the men's at the end, I did prefer the women's rumble to the men's. And as and as we move on to the second match, which weirdly enough was the um, world title rather than the US title, I'd like to say hello to Jamie who's decided to wake up. Is he there? I thought I'd be like entrant number 13, just come at the end. Shortest uh, time on the pod. There is, he's just woke up. I've been at the hospital and I got back in time whilst you were still in, asleep. How we've are watched, you? We watched Smackdown as well. My dear Lord. Are you I'm right? doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Was it um, late tonight, was it? Oh, it was okay. We watched two episodes of Dark Side of the Ring last night, so that was nice. Oh, lovely. Which ones? Um, Chris Canyon and the Graham Dynasty. Mm. Some of the yes. episodes I've seen them both. We just broke down the Women's Rumble. Um, we just also that we felt it was better than the uh, better than the men's. Uh, did you hear any of our prediction points? Um, yeah, basically saying that you wrote the show. Yes, so after the women's rumble, Dan is on four points, Jamie, you're on three, Joe is on four points, and I'm on two, three, four, five, six, eight points. It won't last long. Eight points. You ain't winning the year, so it's fine. You've got to give (laughs) it a head start. Let's move on to the, um, the world title then. Straight away, a point for everybody, of course, for going with... Roman Reigns, and then we have the who gets pinned. Who did get pinned in this match, Dan? Uh, it was Alan. It was Alan Styles. It was Alan Styles, which means a point for me and Joe. Uh, Jamie, you went with old Randall, and uh, you went with La Knight, uh, Dan. So point point for me and Joe on that one. But I'll start with well, Jamie's just woke up. Let's see if he can even remember. He's disappeared. He's gone. He's gone back to bed. We'll go. We'll go to you, Joe. What did you think of the match then? Dan alluded to it earlier that it was a bit of a spot fest, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? No, it was. It, it did what it said on the tip. You know, it was all right. It was a bit of a spot fest. Obviously, you know, the bloodline have to get involved in every single match. Rubber rings is in. You know, it would be a rubber rings match without interference. It was just very predictable. You know what? It was an all right match. I just felt a bit sorry for, you know, Randy Orton and LA Knight that they had to, that they were in that position. But obviously, you know, the story going into WrestleMania is that Roman is like a supreme champion. So we all knew that he was never going to lose the title. So no matter what match he would have been in, we knew we would have won it. So it was all right for what it was, I think. You tend to agree, Dan? Yeah, it was decent. You know, we had like a Superman punch into an RKO. It was a proper spot fest. Um, you know, I'm glad it was second. We got it all out of the way. I thought they were doing it second because then we may see a Randy Orton or a, a, a LA Knight actually in the Rumble. Um, but no, everything that it said on the tin, there was a few rumours that Randy might pick up the belt for it to be a legacy uh, WrestleMania uh, of Cody versus Randy. Um, but no, I'm happy with the result. I think it went the way that a lot of us could have seen and predicted it. 
Um, it was good. I don't think I'm going to go, you know what, I need to rewatch that match. Um, it did everything that it needed to. Speaking of rewatching or even watching the match to start with, Jamie, did you watch the match or were you asleep? No, I watched the whole show, thank you. And what um, did you think of the world title match? I, again, I don't understand why it was second, considering it's the world title. It should have been last before the men's rumble. Uh, rather than having Kevin Owens and Logan Paul after this, it didn't really make any sense. But the match was average. Um, I don't know if we've gone over the overall pay per view. I know you said the women's match is probably the best event of the night, the best match. But um, it was a very poor Royal Rumble overall. I I I thought oh well they put in the, this match on second because. Somebody like, and I think we mentioned it in the previous show, or will like Randy Orton put, put himself in the match, or AJ Styles or LA Knight, one of them. I thought if anyone was going to, it was going to be Randy Orton. And then that gives them, you know, a good hour or so to cool down, warm up for the next match. But of course, you know, none, none of them really. So, yeah, I'm not quite, there'll be a reason. And what that reason is, I don't think it's come out on the dirt sheets. I've not, I've not read it anywhere. But um, the match itself, it, it was entertaining. I think with these types of matches, though, you, you're always you can think all oh, the match is good or it's a bit of a spot fest, but but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Always depending on how they built it, but you're always kind of on a bit of a downer before it's begun because you you know what's going to happen. Like you you know who's walking out as the champion, and I don't care what anybody says. Nobody could have told any of the four of us that before then. Oh. Roman Reigns is going to drop the title or there's a, a chance. No, no, no chance. He's going into Mania as the champion. We all knew that. So the result was known before it happened. So it kind of takes the shine off the match a little bit. Is that maybe the reason why it wasn't, why it was second on the card? Maybe it is something as simple as that, but it was all right. It wasn't too bad. I did enjoy the next match better in regards to the fact that, you know, it just felt a bit more physical clash. And that was the United States Championship match between the champion Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. And Dan, are you happy that Logan is going to be defending that title? You would have thought at Mania he, he beat Kevin Owens. However, in slightly strange circumstances. Yeah, I think the guy is in the prime of his career, to be honest. He had one of his little entourage, one of his impulsive colleagues trying to make an interference it makes sense when you look at the cards what you want to do at Wrestlemania is you want to get the casual fan going we're having The Rock versus Roman Reigns we're having Logan Paul's on the card Bad Bunny's making an appearance um, you know they've got all of these celebs there you know that's the thing with wrestling they've always had the rock and wrestling connection they've always had people outside Jelly Roll he'll probably be there he'll be in the <laughs> Jelly Roll. Roll it's just ridiculous <laughs> it's the poor man's rag and bone man it is. I was like, who is this guy? Is this this Luke Combs guy? No, it's Jelly Roll. I had to say the Dean, who's my uh, one of our, our friends, you know, friend of the show. I see he's a massive country fan. I said, who's this Jelly Roll? Is he like a Luke Combs? He's like, no, but he is. He's Grammy Award winning. He's big in America. I'm glad they know who he is because none of us in the UK knew. Fair enough. Joe, you enjoyed the match. Did you enjoy it more than the world title? And, and tell uh, us about that ending. Uh, as I said, like we all predicted uh, local Paul to win, and um, it kind of makes sense for him to win the way he won because you know he is like a weaselly, like cowardly, cowardly like character. So like for him to do that, it does it does fit his like profile. 
And, you know, Kevin Owens did, like, bring it and, like, take him to the limit. But then, obviously, then that had repercussions then on Monday when they had, like, a rematch. And then the the brass knuckles got involved again. And then, but this time, Kevin Owens had the brass knuckles, but the referee caught it. They went, oh, no, um, you know, I, I know what this uh, looks like. Um, uh, so, you know, somebody it's... said online that referee's got 2020 vision or something you can see through <laughs> because it was like the knuckle the brass knuckles are on the fist pointing completely the opposite ways to where the referee can see it. He starts counting points and he's just like, you, <laughs> how, how are you seeing that? But sorry, carry on, Jim. <laughs> yeah, so obviously they, ref- they referenced it like the Houston before and then the, the same referee was refereeing the match. So he he knew to look out for it or something. That was like the kind of the explanation for it. So yeah, we I feel sorry for Kevin Owens, but we kind of all predicted it, and it's just it's it's the right way for Logan Paul to win. Like he him to win clean against Kevin Owens is very unlikely, but for him to like you know use the brass knuckles and kind of cheat to win, that that's just like that fits Logan Paul's character, the kind of person he is. So yeah, it makes sense. Well, as he said, we all correctly predicted that Logan Paul would go, well, I say go into Mania, there is an elimination chamber, will certainly come out of the Royal Rumble still at the United States champion, which he is. So that is points all round. OK, it is time for the main event of the evening, the Men's Royal Rumble, for a shot, may I add, at one of the world's titles at this year's WrestleMania 40. Um, so we'll have another look and another breakdown. Now, Dan, do you want to give us your rundown and thoughts on entrance number one and two? Was it is it a bit over the top? Is it the right thing to do? I, I tend to agree it's the right thing to do because well, is it really? <laughs> um, but uh, that sets up Mania quite well. Yeah, never mind deal or no deal. It was yeet or no yeet as entrant <laughs> one and entrant number two. You know, the fans were going nuts. I thought it was really good. Obviously, Jay did a lot better than Jimmy did. Um, but yeah, I think it works out well. Uh, maybe J- uh, Jimmy gets his retribution by challenging his brother now to a match at WrestleMania. But no, they, they, they look like stars. I mean, we've come a long way from when they were doing the Super Tower at the entrance and in the pre-show. You know, they opened the Rumble. Everybody was popping. It was big. I was well happy with it. It sort of set the tone for the rest of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, um, so of course we had Jay at number one, Jimmy at number two, and I, I like the fact that they had that little, you know, couple of minutes or 90 seconds, whatever it was, to, you know, have a bit of a showdown without giving too much away, because you do worry sometimes. I can't think off the top of my head, but they, they've done it before when wrestlers have faced each other at the event before Mania and then have the rematch at Mania, and you're just like, just save it to Mania, you know, this is what the build-up is. You're, you're almost spoiling it, we've seen the match now, but this didn't do that in the sense that you know we got a couple of minutes of one-on-one or nine seconds but I don't think that takes anything away because nobody necessarily got the upper hand over anybody else and it was a bit of a brawl and you know it's it's still saving face ready for Mania which we assume is going to be the match between them Uh, they'd be silly to do anything else I mean we will get on to absolute ridiculous stupid booking decisions for Mania at the end of this pod believe me after Smackdown Um, but um, yeah Jay at one, Jimmy at two, and I have to give the first point of the men's rumble to Jamie, who correctly predicted that Jay Uso would be entrant number one. So well done, Jamie. 
let's have a look then at what else we've got. Oh, here we go, Joe. Number four, entrant number four, with zero eliminations in the match, but a clocking in a time of 22 minutes and 59 seconds. I said, Joe, we'll go to Jamie, actually. Sorry, Joe, as the resident AEW expert. He's gone, he's seen the light, and he's back in the big time. It was the return of Andrade. No, yeah, we all knew it was happening. We just thought it was happening <laughs> earlier. Um, I think there's rumours, obviously, it was going to happen. Uh, like, the roar after World's End, when his contract expired, we thought it was going to debut straight away. But we thought, oh, no, that's not happened, so it's obviously going to be in the Royal Rumble. So, um, yeah, he's returned. And I believe, and again, did he, he, got, he, he sign got for Royal Rumble this by his wife, well? Charlotte, backstage. It was oh, nice. he did. You can see that video. But, um, yeah. On Raw, Andrade, we'll see what happens. I know he was very happy. He did last sign time for he Raw, there, didn't he? So, he did yeah. sign for Raw, didn't he, this week? Yeah, I thought he did. I thought I wasn't going mental. He said, say hello to Selena Vega for me, the <laughs> Caldas. He got to see some pop. Double got... salesman, as he was called on SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, he got a decent pop once people knew who it was. Somebody said on, I say somebody, I read it a few times, and I, I unfortunately I can't disagree with them either. Since the WWE got rid of Jim Johnson as music producer, I think we have said this before. The themes for the talent, for the women and the men, they are far too generic. You know, you could play a I could maybe not 100%, but you could argue that you could play a wrestler's theme from a mid to lower car talent who necessarily didn't do anything big from the 90s, and you'd be able to recognize it and say that was that person. Um, but nine times out of ten now, the themes are playing, and I don't know who the person is until they've come out or I've seen the graphic on the screen. And that's not saying anything bad against the talent. That's literally the theme music is so generic or everybody's music sounds like everybody else's. And a lot of people were saying this online and in reviews that I've watched and listened to as well. It's the same for the Rumble. If you watch it back, there was a lot of talent and talent that's on, not necessarily talent that's on TV every week, but, you know, talent that is on most of the time. They weren't getting a pop or a reaction until they'd, the graphic came on screen or they'd actually walked out because people didn't know who they were as soon as the music hit just because it doesn't stand out. You know, think of The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, just CM Punk, you know, talent from, you know, the past and arguably the present with CM Punk. But you know who these, from the minute that that first beat hits, you know who's coming out. You have to give it 30 seconds before you actually know who, who's in the arena with these. and. Um, you could no, tell that, you, you could the tell words that coming up. But you the, do, yeah, you on the on, on the on the screen. Or, name to appear on the screen. Exactly. Go, oh, there he is. Hello. Because um, you know, the, and I found that mo- more with the women's rumble, I found that than the men's rumble this year. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, there were a couple I didn't recognise straight away because they were potentially like NXT or something like that. But you know, when somebody's coming out who <clears throat> who you should know. For example, like, I don't know, Tegan Knox or got like even Nia Jax. It takes me 10 minutes to realise it's Nia Jax since for some reason they got rid of her theme that had nothing wrong with it. And, you know, that's very generic now as well. You know, it's not it's not really fair on the talent. But with Andrade, it did take a few seconds for people to realise who it was. But you can forgive that to an extent because he's been gone for the best part of her. Probably a couple of years now, isn't it? It's been... Um, but as soon as people realised who it was, he got a he got a decent he did a decent pop. And then we had our first NXT of the uh, of the 
men's you match. You don't miss. You don't miss with Carmelo Hayes, who did get the who did get one elimination in the 17 minutes that he was in there. However, what I will say is, is we had Shinsuke Nakamura after that, who actually got a very decent pop, um, at Santos Escobar, and then it was brought right down, and this person got absolute no reaction. And I've said it time and time and time again, and I know they are trying to do something with it now, but. I don't, still don't think it's working. Number eight, Dan, Carrion Cross. He just gets no reaction from It the was crowd. his final testament. I thought, yeah, yeah he's, he's starting to make a resurgence. I'm loving this uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, Carrion Cross storyline on SmackDown. They are working with it. I mean, give it time. What they say, yeah. let the story play out. But that, that spot, as Dad said, uh, was more about the storyline they've got going with um, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, yeah. yeah. As the Street Profits and... Um, now, B-Fab's joined them as well. So, B-Fab used to be in Hit Row. The, she was a rapping girl. Is she with yeah. Lashley and the Street Profits now, is she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so fair enough. At least they're doing something with it. So, on SmackDown, it was like a six-man tag. It was like um, AOP and Carrion Cross versus uh, Bobby Lashley and Street Profits. And then Scarlett basically got involved. Like, uh, Bobby Lashley had Killer uh, Cross, Karen Cross in a chokehold. And then Scarlett jumped on his back to basically stop him and, like, interfered. And then she beef up there, ran in to, like, pull her off, basically. Oh, eh. Right. Carrying Cross. I hope, really for his sake, because it's not necessarily his fault, I just hope this works out for him, this storyline. Because he, he could he could be very interesting. His character just doesn't interest me. And I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's the hair. Since he's grown his hair out... He's been boring. His booking's been terrible. He's been boring. When he was in NXT, when he didn't have the hair, people cared about him. Then they brought him onto the main roster. Without his missus, people didn't care. By that time, it had damaged his character. He disappeared and came back with his missus, and people still didn't care. They'd already damaged it. Get ri- If you don't care, get rid of the hair. Do that, and then we'll see, and he'll be box. He'll be main event in next year's WrestleMania against The Rock. You heard it first. Right. Um, Carlito, another one. Why in God's name are they changing Carlito's theme to just, yeah, I just, yeah. That's that's not good. It, it's, it's really not. It's really not. Now, before Carlito, number nine, Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Now, I've purposely not mentioned what has happened in the world of wrestling, and I, I don't think we are going to talk about it because a lot of people have already put their two cents out there in regards to it and for potential legal ramifications we should probably not discuss things in case we get things wrong or incorrect however we've heard of their further allegations to vince mcmahon and potentially a potentially a former ufc champion as well we're going to say no more about that we know people could google things and if there is any wrongdoings that will be sorted out no problem in a court of law etc however related or not related for whatever reason brock lesnar was not in this match as he was rumored to be so what has come out on the dirt sheet since is apparently not only was brock lesnar supposed to be in the match he was supposed to be eliminated by Dirty Don Mysterio, which was going to set up a match between Don Mysterio and Brock Lesnar at Elimination Chamber. And then Lesnar had eventually gone to face Gunther, which I think was the big rumour anyway at Mania, which we would all love to have seen. And unfortunately now 
rightly or wrongly, regardless of what is true or what isn't, it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon, if if ever. Now, um, would we have liked to have seen Dominic Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar at Elimination Chamber? I think I would. I, I don't think I'd have ever thought I'd have said that, but yes. Take I, my I money, Taryn. <laughs> well, we're not going to get it now, and unfortunately, if you if you want to do that, you'll have to do it in 2K24, and that's if he hasn't been pulled from the game by then. Um, they're both in 2K23, though, aren't they? So you can do it in that if you want to. But they yeah, I, I think I'd have enjoyed that. Oh yeah, I love it. You know, even like putting Bron Breaker in that slot, I think that's that seems to work quite well. Well, you mentioned Bron Breaker. I think we were all convinced that Pat McAfee's appearance in the Royal Rumble was very last minute and was because Brock Lesnar wasn't there. But Dave Meltzer is reporting, no, not at all. Pat McAfee was always supposed to be in the Rumble and it was actually Bron Breaker that took Lesnar's spot. Which I'm still, we know Dave sometimes gets things wrong and maybe he has got it right. I'm still not sure if I 100% believe this. And if that is true, then the booking of McAfee was terrible. It's awful, may, yeah. Like, yeah. Why aren't you going to do anything or try to eliminate Apparently him? he oh, yeah. didn't know. Apparently he's a rib. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, maybe maybe that is true. And if so, if that is a rib, then then fair enough. He was thinking on the fly. But it made more sense for me that an hour before the show, you're in the match, you're taking Lesnar's spot, just do this and do that. And that's why it looked a bit, uh, because it almost looked too rehearsed for it to be Bron Breaker. If you're telling Bron Breaker on the day, fly in, or maybe he was always going to be there as part of backstage. It's in Tampa. It's two hours down the road from NXT. Well, all right. Well, there we go. Well, he was always going to be there anyway then. But if you're going to say, oh, you're taking Lester's spot. And, you know, how, how long was he? Because he had a very good show. And he was in the he match did. for... Oh, he was only in the match for that long. <laughs> he was only in the match for five minutes. I felt like he was in it a hell of a lot longer than that. Well, that he made an impact. You. He did. No pun intended, Jordan. Um, so, I, I just... His spots were very good. He looked very good. He did he get any eliminations? He got four, so he eliminated four people as well. Um, I he eliminated Ivar, he eliminated Finn Balor, um, he eliminated G- second Jimmy Uso. Who else did he eliminate? Let's have a look. Da, 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 da. I said that. I, I know. See, he eliminated Omos, the mountain that is Omos. Um, and why I didn't include Omos in my predictions, I don't know, because I'm sure I always said it was almost guaranteed to be in the match because they only bring him out for Battle Royals and Royal Rumbles. But yeah, if he, if he did get Lesnar's spot, then that's fair That's fair enough. Who was eliminated? There you go. It was Dirty Don Mysterio eliminated from Breaker. So that makes sense for what would have been the spot for Lesnar. But we're not getting that match. And we're not getting Gunther at Mania, which is disappointing because I think we'd have all loved to have seen that. So hopefully, hopefully we get a decent spot for him, uh, for Gunther at Mania. Um, Ron Breaker, number 20, like you say. R-Truth at 24 after appearing in the Women's Rumble at the wrong time. Um, although I think, did he not come and out the at wrong the wrong number point? in the men's. Yeah, he, did he not come out at like 23 in the women's? <laughs> yeah, the 24 and men's 24. anyway. So it's yeah, it kind of didn't work anyway, but we, we knew what they were trying to do. Um let's have a look. CM Punk 27, Drew McIntyre 29, Sami Zayn. Was Sami Zayn returning? Has he been away for a few weeks? Has he yeah, had a bit of a niggle? Yeah, he's been in. Yeah, I thought so. I was a bit like, hmm, okay, fair enough, Sami Zayn, but safe, but sometimes it's better to have a bit of a safe bet at number 30, so you're not building your anticipation. I mean, who else could it have been? 
um, you know, other than no, 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 never out name. Um, <laughs> I only said that for Jamie's face. Um, so it came down to Cody Rhodes and CM Punk. We now know that CM Punk was carried a bit of an injury that got worsened in the actual match itself. Um, <laughs> yeah, hilarious, isn't it? Um, in regards to our predictions, um, Myself, Joe and Dan all had CM Punk, Jamie had Gunther, and then as our second choices, Joe had The Rock, I had Gunther, Jamie had CM Punk, Dan had Gunther. We got back-to-back wins for Cody Rhodes, and whilst it's not surprising or shocking on one side, it kind of is at the other end, because, you know, I don't... The way that it was built towards that last week and what kind of came out and leaked, which may very well have just been a red herring and purposely leaked by the WWE by the sounds of it now to say, oh no, Cody's not, I mean, he's not finishing the story, maybe it's maybe it wasn't partly incorrect, but, you know, he wasn't going to win the Rumble, that type of thing. And he did win it, and it therefore was predictable, but not at the same time, and it, whilst I thought the women's match was better than the men's, it didn't endure, it didn't spoil my enjoyment for the men's match with Cody. I didn't come out of it thinking, oh, he's won it two years in a row. I wasn't overly bothered either way, which I suppose is kind of a positive because I wasn't coming out negative, Dan. No, I'm kind of happy with it. I think when we looked at it, it was between the two people, but we're kind of sort of overthinking it. But no, I'm overall happy with the result. Was there anything, Jamie or Joe, that you disliked specifically about the men's rumble? Any entrance, any showings, any non-showings, the winner? Um, I, I think I've already mentioned like the McAfee spot like annoyed me. I'm like, why why would you just go in and not do any go in, not do anything, then eliminate yourself? I'm like, that's just like I know it's like they have comedy spots in the rubble. I'm just like, that's just like a It might have been better spot. if he hadn't have already come out at the beginning of the show to do commentary. You know, the fact that he'd already returned at the beginning. So, yes, it was a surprise he was in the match, but it wasn't a surprise he was there because he'd been there for three hours calling the card. So, if he'd have just been a, you know, a surprise entrant in that sense, it might have been better. But it feels a bit of a weighted spot when you obviously had talent in the back. You had other NXT talent, I'm sure. You'd have been back. better off having. Um... Corey Graves, he's cleared. That would be well, cool. exactly. And and there's producers out the back who I'm sure would have slipped some bloody tights on a, a Jamie Noble or something. Do you know what I mean? Just something a bit different. Kenny Dykstra. Imagine Kenny, well, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I'd have for that all day long. Um, I was wondering whether or not because we got Jordan Grace in the women's match, Moose. Oh, have they done any? Yeah, I thought Moose, or I thought sod it, why not Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> you know, could that happen? Yeah, Nick Nemeth, exactly. So, but no, never happened. We were spoiling up with Jordan Grace. So let's have a look at our predictions for the men's match and how we fared. So no points for the first pick and no points for the second pick. None of us picked Cody Rhodes. Uh, Enter number one, we've already said. Jay, well done. Entrance number 30. None of us went with the old Sami Zayn. I went with um, Tom and Nick Mysterio, as did Jamie. Daniel went with Bob the Lash and CM Junk for Joe. Surprise entrance, Seamus Dijak and Carmelo Hayes, Dan. Um, we got Carmelo Hayes, did we not? We did. We did. There we go. Point for that. Uh, Jamie, um, X-Pac. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. Lesnar. Check <laughs> Lesnar and see, see. Yeah, we've seen enough, believe me. Um, no uh, points for that. Uh, Joe, The Rock, I know, Brom Breaker, you can have a point for that, Joe. Um, and what else did we get? A Carter, not not quite yet, not quite yet. Um, and myself. Going to NXT. 
straight to straight to development. Um, Lesnar, no, oh, a point for me for Bron Breaker. Mr. Kennedy, why didn't that happen? See, we were spoiled without that. Kennedy. Right, most eliminations. I went with Bronson Reed, Cody Rhodes for Jamie, and Gunther for Dan and Joe. Who got the most eliminations? Let's have a look. It was... Cody. Oh, it was tied. Does it matter? It so was tied on Cody Rhodes and Bron Breaker. So you oh. can have the you can have half of you know you can have you can have a point for that one, Jamie. Don't you worry. Um, a point for picking Cody. There we go. Right. Longest time in the Rumble. CM Punk twenty one minutes forty five. Gunther thirty minutes ten. Well, it has to go to entrant number one, Jey Uso, Jey with 50 Uso. minutes I, I and say 55 Uso, seconds. Um, yeah, nobody got Jay. And then shortest time in the Rumble, Dan Drew McIntyre, Jamie, JD McDonough. I said and me and Joe both went with Tazawa, who wasn't even in it. Shortest time in the Rumble ended can, up Can being, we just say I called it perfectly, exactly what would happen? Our truth will throw him in, or something's going to happen, and he's going to get eliminated straight away. JD Madonna was the It was now. JD Madonna. So you smashed exactly it with how JD. I called it. it was. You smashed it with JD Madonna, and um, I smashed it with Valhalla when it came to the shortest time. But do you know what? Overall, some pretty good guesses, I would say, between the four of us, some pretty good predictions, particularly over the two Royal Rumble matches. Um, just, just higher us. So the thing is, TNA could hire the four of us as bookers. And I mean, with, within a year, it'd be above WWE. Within five minutes, it'd be above AW. Like, it's already it's already it. Within five minutes. <laughs> oh dear. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a tally up of all the scores. Let you know how how we're looking. Whilst I'm doing that, because I'll need a couple of minutes. We'll start with Joe. We'll go on to Dan, and we'll go with Jamie. Give us your overall thoughts and a letter grade. Um, I thought. The Royal Rumble as a pay-per-view was very good. I think overall it was quite predictable, but I think it was predictable in a good way. I would give this um, a B. Yeah, that's you, Dan. Yeah, a B B for Joe. What have you got? I mean, I was thoroughly sports entertained. I'm going to give it a B plus. Jamie, now uh, this should be interesting. Um, the, the women's see, match was very good. Yeah, the women's match was uh, was good. I think the men's lacked that kind of surprise element or kind of legends kind of coming into it. The Royal Rumble, anything, anything can happen in the Royal Rumble. But really um, hey, except for I don't, I don't think anything and, did happen. <laughs> and anyone um, who's not a main event are winning, yeah. I think one of the good things that I did read about it in terms of um, there was no legends really in the women's match either. It was a lot of NXT superstars, which is good because obviously they are kind of promoting their own roster. So I understand that a little bit as well. But sometimes you just need these legends just to come in as that bit of shock factor. And I think this Royal Rumble lacked that shock factor. So in terms of the Rumble as a whole, because again, there was only two other matches. I still don't understand the Roman Reigns placement. Um, and then a DQ finish on a pay-per-view. There you go. Um, see. I'll go with a C plus or a B minus, somewhere in between them. Um, yeah, not. 
I, I was entertained. I didn't necessarily think it was a... It, it certainly wasn't a bad event. I wasn't blown away by it. I've seen better Rumble pay-per-views and matches. I've seen far worse as well. So it was very much in the middle. I didn't come out of... I didn't come out of it disappointed over the two Royal Rumble matches. Though. So maybe a B- minus because I was neither here nor there with Cody winning again, but wasn't disappointed. And I was happy that Bailey won as well. So yeah, B B B minus for me. Um I think I think one of the main things is I won't go back and watch it. Most Royal Rumbles you could go back and watch and enjoy, but I wouldn't go I've, back and watch it. I've well. already I, watched maybe it. Maybe later down the line. Why? I've watched it twice. Just in case you missed anything. Just well, so we can go adrenaline. I yeah, think it was incredible. Every year we do it, don't we? We're all most people do it, and and the four of us certainly do it. The the two or three weeks leading up to the rumble, if we're perhaps working from home or we're not really doing something on an evening, we'll have a couple of rumble matches on throughout the day in the background, just to kind of like build up the excitement towards the event. So I think it may well be one I'll have on in the background to watch. I don't which necessarily think. You, it, which ones did you rewatch before this one? We, I rewatched in uh, ninety eight and nineteen. Which ones do you rewatch? I watched 98 and I watched 2001, which I always do. I, I also went back and watched, I did watch a couple of mid-2001s that I hadn't watched for years just because I wasn't that bothered. So I did watch, what's the year Alberto Del Rio won in the 40 men? Was that like 2005 or six, something like that? Or, no, in there, right, yeah, in the 2000s. It. It was probably, no, it was 2011, I think. Oh, and either way, say, no, it was like in the 2010s. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> No, it wasn't, you're right. Um, but I watched, I watched that. I did, for the first time in a long time, watch from beginning to end the entire Royal Rumble 2000 pay-per-view. So you could see the Hardys and Dudley Boys and the Street Fight Cactus Jack Triple H. Just because I I don't think I've watched that. And May Young in the bikini, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't think I'd watch the entire event from beginning to end in years. I just tend to go back and watch the Rumble. So I thought, no, I'll stick that on. So... I mean that, that that was more entertaining as a pay per view than, than this year's, but that's I you think can't really when you talk about watching a full pay per view. Most people do watch the full pay per view with Rumble two thousand because it probably is the most memorable one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, your prediction results in the league for the first of the year sits Dan on seven points, Jamie on eight points, Joe on eight points, and Taryn on. 12 points start as we mean to go on. There Enjoy while it lasts. I will as we move towards the Elimination Chamber. Two miles of solid chain and seal or whatever Bischoff used to say in that Survivor Series promo. Um, over 10 tons designed to break the human body or whatever he said. Right, two points before we finish off this week. Let's start with CM Punk. Runner up in oh. the rumble. My choice. Quite obviously injured during the match. Rumours straight away afterwards, he's injured. How bad is it? Is he going to miss Mania? Is it a similar thing to Seth Rollins where he might be able to just miss a few weeks, that type of thing, um, and then go from there and hopefully he'll be fine by then? Uh, but no, it is bad news. It's not, it's not the worst news as far as he's not going to be out for a year, but he's certainly going to miss WrestleMania. Some people which I don't understand, are quite happy about that. I think that whether you like CM Punk or not, it I wouldn't say it devalues the event, but you're already losing somebody of big star power for 
the event anyway and you know it, it derails any type of push or return that he's got yes he'll come back and he'll win the world title at some point before he finishes up again that's no problem but it's not especially if you go into mania as well i could see why you would be disappointed whether you like seeing punk or not you're still going to pop either way when he's there and you can say oh i saw you know seeing punk at wrestlemania in his first wrestlemania for 10 plus years and now he's not going to do that so you know i would be disappointed if i was going but what are our what are our overall thoughts then on the fact that we are not and getting and we'll move on to what the main event sounds like it's going to be now any afterwards but that we're not going to get CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and we're just not going to get CM Punk at Mania. I'll start with you, Dan. Pepsi Phil, more like fragile Pepsi. Phil. Good lord, here we go. <laughs> um, I'm gutted in a way because it would have been good to see that match at WrestleMania 40, but we know that he's been a little bit uh, brittle for quite a while. The good thing with the roster at the moment is it is quite adjustable. There's like you could start in Drew McIntyre's, you can drop in Gunther's. There's, couple things that they could do with it. Yeah, it's good. And then we don't have that star power. Like I said, you look at the card and you want the casual viewers to be going and they see CM Punk go, oh, that guy's zero and two in UFC. We have to tune in to watch that. Um, but I think you'll still make an appearance at WrestleMania. Maybe you'll come out and um, have a face-to-face with Austin. Um, not have a match, obviously, they, but you can still do him coming out at Mania and just doing like what the legends do, where they just go, hey, brother, you were good back in the day, brother. And they'll just do something like that. I think he still will appear, but when he's fixed his tricep, he'll come back and we'll get another two months of him before he injures something else. Your thoughts on this one then, Joe? Yeah, as Dan said, it's a bit disappointing, but obviously you can't wrestle injured. I just feel a bit sorry for Seth because now he's got to like, he's got to like make his championship mean a lot more. And obviously the promo on SmackDown between uh, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, they basically buried Seth's title and basically said it didn't mean anything. So I expect Seth Rollins to come out on Monday Night Raw next this Monday coming and absolutely come back to go, this title doesn't mean means everything. I don't know, this is the title. Um, as Dan said, I could probably see him facing Drew again. Maybe, I don't, I, maybe Gunter. Um, I, I'm just trying to think now, like, Obviously, it's not going to be as big as him versus Punk. So any match he has, it'll be okay. But obviously, it's not going to be a, the big, the biggest draw it could be. Jamie, then CM Punk not at Mania. I know you're very happy, but you need to explain your reasons for the word. You say I'm very happy. No, very. I think um, well, obviously he had two quite big injuries in AEW, and I remember sitting in this podcast while most of you laughed at the fact that he weren't going to be on AEW and still taking a paycheck. So, you know, he finally leaves, goes to WWE, and the same thing happens again. And he's obviously he's CM Punk, he's arguably one of the greatest of all time, but he's not anymore, is he? And you can tell that he's had three injuries in the space of three years. He's been injured every year he's been under wrestling. He's not that very good in the ring anymore. We've seen that in every match that he's had. I mean, he's had one match in WWE since he's come back and he got injured in the Royal Rumble. He didn't even have to do much in that match. He's had um, two matches. He faced Dominic Mysterio in a dark match at Madison Square Garden. That's why I said TV. Uh, excuse uh, me. Excuse me. He wrestled two people. He wrestled. He was in a triple threat Tom against and Tom and Nick Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did have that dark match, which obviously he did get through with Madison Square Garden. But... Maybe he injured himself in that match. Who knows? Was he going into the Royal Rumble injured? I don't know. Or did he injure himself within the Royal Rumble match? But um, no, like Dan said, he, he might just be the guest. He might be the host of WrestleMania. 
might do something like that. He might just be completely off TV. The thing is with CM Punk, he can be off for a year and he'll still get a massive pop of when he returns. Because he's CM Punk, he's got a massive cult following. Um, So no matter what, whenever he returns, I'm sure he'll get a great pop. He'll win the title, get injured. John Moxley has to headline WrestleMania now, so it'll be fun. We will see. Um, I'm, I'm gutted. I'm gutted for him. I'm gutted for the card. I'm gutted for the fact we're not going to get him and Seth. Um, yeah, something like this always bloody happens, doesn't it? And it's just terrible timing. They've got the stuff that we've said we're not going to talk about going on in the backgrounds. They're now obviously panicking with the card, hence the reason of what they're now mixing up with what happened on SmackDown, which we're going to get to in a moment. Um, and, you know, CM Punk is not going to be there now. And it's just a bit like, oh. Almost feels like sometimes there's a bit of a curse on a, on a company, and it's it happens every few years, and it's started to happen again. But they'll make the best out of a bad situation. They always do. WrestleMania will still be enjoyable, regardless. We will all still watch it, regardless. You know, there could be two matches over the weekend, and we'd still all watch it, um, rightly or wrongly. So he'll come back. He'll get that moment that he's come back and signed a contract for, no doubt. And CM Punk will finish the story now i feel like we should have a weekly segment called like i don't know taron's tantrums or something where i just moan about bad and terrible booking because that's how i'm going to finish off this week's show we had smackdown last night we had Cody, well, we had Raw with Cody Rhodes where Seth Rollins was basically saying, oh, look, I know you want to finish the story. I don't know you've run the Rumble twice now and, you you know, you didn't beat Roman last year and you want to beat him this year and finally finish the story, etc., etc. But, you know, don't you forget, I'm a world champion as well and etc., etc., you know, all that kind of business. And he was like, oh, well, I'll have a think about it. I'll have a think about it. Um, and then this week, I, right, I, I'm sorry, but it, it makes sense to me as to why they're doing it, because The Rock is available for Mania. He wasn't available last year. He's available this year. What doesn't make sense from a storyline perspective is the way that they're going about it. And you can't help but feel, I say feel sorry for Cody, he'll, he'll get the moment, I'm sure, no problems, whatever, even if it means him still being Reigns and, you know, dethroning him if, if the rock doesn't go over reigns if reigns beats the rock of mania that type of thing but that, that's a separate matter for another day what i have an issue with is the whole reason the whole storyline as to why cody rhodes came back for the uh, in the first place he came back to finish his story he came back to finish the legacy and the lineage of his family he came back to not win a world title he came back to win the world title he came back to win the world title that his dad never won the wwe championship yes there's the element of i've got to be roman reigns and dethrone him and be the first person in a one-on-one match to beat him in three four years whatever it is but i'm here to win the championship that my dad could never win won the rumble last year wasn't successful i'm going to build up another year and do it again come back won the rumble again this year Boom, I'm going to finish the story. I'm finally going to do it. Now, The Rock is back. He cuts his promo on SmackDown where he basically says, I will finish the story. I will beat you and I will beat you for that title. But not, and he used the words, but not at WrestleMania. And then he basically said, because 
this man's going to face you at WrestleMania without using those, that specific term. Outcomes The Rock, hooray, it's going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That points towards the fact now that Cody Rhodes will be facing Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship yeah. at Mania. Absolute makes no sense at all because he isn't there to win the World cha- World Heavyweight Championship. He isn't there to win one of the world titles. He was there to win the title that his dad never won. This world title that Seth Rollins has got didn't exist when his dad was in the company. The World Heavyweight Championship was created in 2002 and given to Triple H. That's what that belt is. The WWE Championship, under whatever title it's under now, the Universal Heavyweight Champion of the Milky Way, is the WWE Championship that's been there since the 60s under different types of names. The title that Seth Rollins has got is a title that's 20 years old that didn't exist when Dusty Rhodes was going for it. The finishing of the story is not beating Roman Reigns. It is, well, it is beating Roman Reigns because he's the champion, but it's winning the title that his dad never won. You're now devaluing the storyline and the whole reason as to why Cody Rhodes has come back because The Rock is available. Great. Go to Mania. Beat Seth Rollins, which he probably will, and he should do, because if he doesn't beat Seth Rollins, then what was the point of him beating him three times in a row a couple of years ago and one time when his arm was half falling off in a hell in a cell? So he should be. He says it's just going to be Seth Rollins. There's somebody who's got money in the bank that could crash in as well. There absolutely is, but from a storyline perspective, I just. He needs. I don't. I'm not necessarily. Let it, but how long are we going to let it play? But what if Roman? What if The Rock beats Ray? I don't think he will, but things can yeah. change. But you what if The Rock beats Reigns at Mania? I think it depends whether or not the title. Then we'll get Carrion Cross versus The Rock at WrestleMania Backlash. Darren, what more do you want in life? So, so, somebody must be agreeing, with, Jamie. Somebody must be agreeing with me here that this, from a storyline perspective, yeah. this makes absolutely no sense at all, and they're only doing it. Because the rock's available and they're panicking now and they're thinking, oh shit, how do we work this? How do we play this now? Oh, we'll just have Cody come out and go, oh, I won the Rumble to face you. I'm guaranteed to be able to pick who I want, but I'm not going to pick you and finish the story, which I've been trying to do for two years because I'm going to let my friend the rock, your family member, face you instead. Bollocks. But th- that's ridiculous. Somebody's got to agree Taren, with me with that. I'm sorry. Taren. Hello. You are just sad because we said it would be The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You said, not a chance. It's not happening. Never going to happen. Yeah. The Rock will not. I, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't think it would happen because if Cody Rhodes if it won that. If Cody Rhodes didn't win. This has all happened, obviously, as well, because CM Punk's got injured and, and, and things like that. Yeah. If Cody Rhodes hadn't have won the Royal Rumble and CM Punk had... Um, and then it was going to be CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. I mean, that that's fine. That makes sense. Cody shouldn't be going for that title. No problem at all. Um, you know, if Cody didn't win the Rumble, then he was either going to win at Elimination Chamber and face or whatever. It, it's better to me that he's not in a world title match at all. Make, it is going to be Cody versus Seth. It's ninety nine point nine percent guaranteed. But let, let's just say, for example, Drew McIntyre is going to face Seth or something, and Cody's going to face somebody else. For me, that would be better because at least then he's not in a world title match at Mania. Um, but of course, it's going to be Seth because he's won the Royal Rumble. He's he's won the Royal Rumble. He gets to face one of the world champions of his choosing. 
oh, you know, that championship that I've been trying to win for the last two years and that person I've been trying to beat for the last two years. And now for the second year in a row, I am guaranteed to be able to face because I won the match for me to be able to do that. I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to do something completely different just so the Rock can face him. That it, that's turned me off. What if yeah. he says, I'll face you at next year's WrestleMania? He's cashing it in for next year. <laughs> yeah, but it's not them win next year's, mate. He could it... be the first three-time back-to-back Royal Rumble winner. I mean, this does open up the fact of what's going to happen at Elimination Chamber now, because more or less the two world title matches are set, so I assume there's only going to be one chamber match in February, and it's going to be a women's chamber match to see who faces Rhea Ripley. At chamber, the chamber could be for the US title. Um, Logan Paul said to Nick Aldis, I want you to get me somebody... To challenge from it, he could be in an elimination chamber for the US title. Oh, fair know. enough. Well, we'll see what happens. But surely somebody, Joe, I mean, Dan's probably not, but Joe or Jamie, one of you has surely got to see where I'm coming from here. How yeah, I, it I, doesn't I do actually... make sense at, at all. To me, nobody can say anything to me that's going to make me change my mind. I know why they have done it, because The Rock is available. He's the biggest actor, wrestler, whatever on the planet at the moment. Taron, what's going to sell more tickets for WrestleMania? you got tickets left. What match is going to sell more tickets? Rock versus Reigns or Cody versus Reigns, which we already saw last year, which if you're, if you're looking at it on paper without actually watching the product, which is going to sell more tickets? It's a, the, an irrelevant question. And it's an irrelevant question. Do you want not. to know why? Because Mania is 95% already sold out. Mania would be sold out without them. Mania gets sold out, more or less, before they've even announced okay, a single match. Okay, casual fan. Yes, you pay-per-view. It's on pay-per-view. I know we got yeah. Peacock in the network. Pay-per-view, guys. What are people more likely to see? The Rock, like one yeah. of the biggest stars on Earth versus Roman Reigns, or I want to finish my story versus Roman Reigns. I agree you with you that, to you casual that, yeah. The Rock, because, yeah, I, I completely agree. But in the world of, and you, you said it yourself, with Peacock and the network, in the world of pay-per-view more or less not existing anymore, I mean, the percentage of pay-per-view buys must be less than 10% compared to network and Peacock subscribers to, to what it was. So it's not about, hence the reason they have advertisements on there now, because that's how they make their money, not through pay-per-view buys. I get it from a marketing perspective. I absolutely do. Like I said, The Rock is the biggest star on the planet in regards to that I, I normally wouldn't be happy with this but god just have roman do double duty just to i know nope. that kind of devalued all this thing but the people no, are happy i am glad i am glad i am glad that we are getting the rock versus reigns i am i want to see that match but don't let cody win the rumble then for christ's sake i think the That's whole thing with it as well he said made. He said, obviously, he's finishing the story. What does finishing the story means? Taking everything away from him. That's what he said on SmackDown, more or less. Um, he will finish the story. He'll beat Roman Reigns next year. Just because he's facing Seth Rollins this year doesn't mean he's he's just sidestepping it for now. He's going to win that title. But he's still going to say, I'm not finishing the story. But then you are more Finishing the story is beating Roman Reigns. But then and you I will are... beat Roman Reigns next year for the first time ever. A free time back to back to back <laughs> rumble. But we've already said, and people online have already said, the fact that they are doing this all wrong with the world title of Seth Rollins' hells because everybody knows the real world title, if you want to call it that, is the one that Roma has. You're just further devaluing the world title that Seth Rollins has by saying, I'm going to face you at Mania then and I'll beat you. Oh, great, I've got one of the world titles, but it's not the world title I wanted. I still want to finish my story and win the world title, the big world title, the one that my dad never won. So you're basically shitting all over the World Heavyweight Championship, saying, no, 
the WWE title is the one that I want. This is just a stopgap. It's a chapter in the story. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it has to be. It's a bloody long story. It's the Bible, isn't it? Anyway, that was the Rumble. That was the Ran Over. That was Raw. That was SmackDown. Uh, yes, okay. Right. We are an hour and 12 minutes into the podcast. Do we want a quiz to finish very quickly or do we want to leave it or what What's, do we what want do you to think? do? What's, do I want to well, I don't mind yes, as, do. long, as long as we are very quick because I've got a prior engagement with my son. <laughs> a prior engagement. <laughs> well, it'll be quick. The question I want to ask yourself, though, before you went on that ramp for 20 minutes exactly. is, <laughs> what did you do on Wednesday, Dan and Joe? Wednesday? Nothing. There you go. Tell me, what did you do on Wednesday? Um, I was uh, rock painting with the Scouts because I'm a Scout leader these days. So I did miss the film that I had booked to go and see with you. I do know, yes. I went to go see The Iron Claw, that film what? about those wrestlers. About so I the... did a quiz. <laughs> About oh, the Von Eric. Oh, for Christ's sake. Okay. I should have oh, watched the you film. Ready. You should have yeah. watched the film. Should've okay. Done. Pens and papers at the ready. Question one. In what year did the Von Erics get inducted into the Hall of Fame? So just to rephrase the WWE Hall WWE, of Fame. WWE, yeah. Uh, okay, that was. In what year did the Von Erics get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Question two. Who was the first Von Eric son to win the NWA title? It's got to be Kane. Who was the first Von Eric to win the NWA title? Was it good, though, the film? Yeah, it was decent. The film was very, very good, yes. Good. It's out next Friday, I believe. It's out Friday. Yeah, um, the 9th. Yeah. The 9th, yeah. But I do recommend you go watch it because it is great. We've got home and then watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode afterwards as well. Fantastic. Episode episode three, question three. Which Von Erich member did Maxwell Jacob Friedman play in the movie Iron Claw? Which Von Erich member did MJF play in the movie Iron Claw? Question four. What was Kerry Von Erich, known as in WWF. He wasn't known as Kerry he Von wasn't. Erich. His name, his name was like the prefix, wasn't it? I've got it. Yeah, okay. yeah so do I know, yeah. Question five. What is the real last name of the Von Erichs? What is their real last name? It's not Von Erich. You know, no, they no, came no, up with no. Von Eric because Fritz Von Eric pretended to be a Nazi in the ring, so he changed hey, the Spoilers, I've not seen the film. It's, it's real life. <laughs> Question six. In the WWF, who did Kerry Von Eric beat to win his only Intercontinental Championship? Oh, good Lord. What year would that have been? Kerry or Kerry Kevin? Kerry Von Eric beat Kerry. to win his only Intercontinental Championship. I mean, let's put Fantastic. it this way. Kevin was never in the WWE. Well, no. Question seven. What was the name of the promotion which was run by the Von Eriks before being sold? 
what was the name of their promotion in Texas? Question eight. What is the name of Kevin Von Erich's sons who have been in AEW, Ring of Honor, TNA? They are active tag team wrestlers. What are their names? What, the, the tag team name or? Oh, no, their tag team name is the Von Erichs. But, you know, oh, they're right, real okay. first names. Oh, they're real names. Oh, I only know one. They're real first names. Question nine. Kerry Von Erich was announced. He was announced to be at SummerSlam 92 in London. Who is he supposed to face before being pulled from the event? Who is he supposed to face? He could have been there in London SummerSlam 92, but he got pulled. Who is he supposed to face? I can't tell you got replaced by because then I'll tell you who he was supposed to be fighting. And finally, question 10. Can you name all six Von Eric brothers? <laughs> I mean, I've given you two in the question. All six, no. There are six maybe, maybe Von Eric brothers. Can you name all six? I mean, all bar, all bar one of them became wrestlers. Yeah, I've got four. That's that'll do me. And there you go, a nice quick Von Eric quiz for you. Fantastic. Okay. Then. Question one. In what year did Von Erichs get inducted into the Hall of Fame, Dan? 2009. Taryn. I also went with 2009. Joe. 2014. The answer was 2009. Lovely. Question two. Who was the first Von Erich to win the NWA title, Joe? Hixie Von Erich. Dan. Kevin. Taron. Kerry. The answer was Kerry Von Erich. It was supposed to be, I got about to say the name then, and then uh, I would have given you an answer <laughs> at the end, but then he died, and then this person oh, took their place. Who didn't? Uh, um, question three. Which Von Erich member did MJF play in the Iron Claw, Taron? I don't know, because I haven't seen it, so I just say Kerry again. Joe. James. James. Dan. James. No, it's Lance. He wasn't a real Von Erich. Oh, he was God, a random sorry. guy they brought in to be a Von Erich. <laughs> Question four. What was Kerry Von Erich known as in the WWF, Dan? Texas Tornado. Yes, he Joe. was. <laughs> Texas Tornado. Taron. Yes, that Tornado. From Correct. Texas. Question five. What was the real last name of the Von Erichs, Taron? I don't know. I think it begins with A, I think, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. A, I can't remember what it is. Joe. Williams. Dan. Anderson. Very close. It's Adkison. It's almost Addison. Oh, it's nearly Addison. Well, it is a different name, but it's similar. Yeah. I knew it began with A. Six. Who did Kerry Von Erich beat to win his only Intercontinental Championship, Joe? Old spot warrior. Dan. Tino Santana. Taron. Honky Tonk Man. Mr. Perfect. Of course. What was the name of the promotion which was ran by the Von Erics before being sold, Dan? AWA. Joe. AWA. Taron. 
USW. No, it's World Class Championship Wrestling. Oh, it was WCCW. Oh, I nearly put that. Taryn, what is the name of the Kevin Von Eriksons, the current wrestlers at this moment in time? Is this a point for each? Or is this a point, a for, point for each. Uh, I've got point. one. I think one's called Ross, but I don't know the other one. Joe. I put Dave and Jim. Fair enough. Dan. I put Jerry and Ross. It's Marshall and Ross. Oh, not with a point. Put Marshall, but Ross, you get a point for Ross. Okay, Joe. Kerry Von Eric was announced to be at SummerSlam 92 in London. Who is he supposed to face? Batrabat. Taron. Hogan. Dan. Roddy Piper. No, it's Taron's favourite, Papa Shango. No, oh, Papa Shango. Oh, train. Okay, and can you name all six Von Eric brothers? I will start with Dan. Uh, Kevin, Kerry, Fitz, Gatesby, and James, I've got. Joe. Kerry, Casey, Kevin, Fitz, and Lance. Taron. Um, Kerry, Kevin, David, and Chris. I don't know the other two. Okay. So you had little boy Jack, who was six years old when he died. He got electrocuted and drowned with his face in the snow. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Again, it happened in real life. He's not in Spoilers. the film. Just mentioned. Kevin Von Erich, the still only living member. David Von Erich. Mm-hmm. Kerry Von Erich. Mm-hmm. Mike Von Erich. Mm-hmm. And Chris Von Erich. Lovely. Is that a point for each? A point for each, yes. Told to the look, and we'll see who is our Iron Claw winner. Me, because I'm the only one that's in it. I got eight. Five so, for me. I got three, and you're terrible on that one. Tarin, oh, I'll take that. Another point. Good. <laughs> and he can't get a point next week because he's on quiz duty. I am on the quiz, and the quiz currently leaderboard looks like Dan on one, Jamie on one, Tarin on one, Joe yet to get off the mark, but Joe with us all to play for next week when the inaugural 2024 champion takes the quiz. Right. Okay. Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, um, the threads, what's the other one called? X now. We're called Grapple Cash Show also. Oh yeah, and the Insta. Don't forget to follow the Instagram too, where that's where all the cool kids are at. Um, but we're also wherever you get your podcasts, your um, Deezers, your Spotify's, your Apple Musics. Again, we're Grapple Cash Show. Make sure you like, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Lovely. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to all our listeners, streamers, downloaders, subscribers, all that type of business. Thank you for having a listen. Um, we most probably will be back next week. I don't know if there's anything exciting to talk about, but we are on the road to it's eliminate NXT Vengeance Chamber. Day this Sunday, Taryn. NXT oh, Vengeance good Lord. Day. Well, I won't be watching that. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I will. Oh, no, you. The, we've got the Wolfdogs <laughs> versus Trick Mellow. The Wolfdogs. They're bloody um, dogs. The dogs versus the mellows. Kansas City well, Chiefs versus the 49ers next week. That's the well. week after, yeah. Week after, yeah. That's Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Taylor Swift. Good Lord. Right, Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm, I'm purposely ending the podcast now because of the mention of Taylor Swift. Right. Everybody enjoy your rest of the wrestling week. Don't get too hooked up on the fact that Cody Rose isn't finishing the story. Um, 
It's going to yeah. be Taylor Swift's love story, though. She's got a blank space baby, and they're going to write her name. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, the special guest referee between The Rock and Roman at, at Mania. But just do it at the Super Bowl. Why Swift's going to win. Do it at Swift the Super Bowl, wins. and then Cody can face Roman at Mania. There you go. I booked it. Boom. Lovely. Jamie, sign us off. I mean, never in my wildest dreams would I ever thought we would see this. That's a Taylor Swift song, by the way. There you go. <laughs> Without further ado, I bid you a goodbye and good morning. I'm going for my breakfast. Ciao, guys. Bring it back!